Comrades, welcome to the Quanfi Show, episode 34. It's amazing that every time when I set it up, I still need to check before saying the episode number. It's going to be an interesting episode today. We have Quantarscan Boss back on the episode. We're going to have a look at Quantarscan, but not really. More info on that in a bit. We're going to have a look at some legislation being proposed by the EU Commission. Might be interesting. And of course, we're going to have a wee little chat on the price of QT right now, how the chart looks, and what we think can maybe be the cause of this. Um, this episode can go two ways. One, we're going to be done in either 30 minutes, and it's going to be um, very entertaining. It can also be, well, maybe an hour and a half, maybe even longer. We'll see. It's going to be a little bit of a wild card, this, and I will explain why in a bit. For now, boss, how was life? Oh, by the way, Tim is not here. Tim is watching soccer, I believe. Um, so boss and I are uh, a duo once again. How's life, boss? Uh, I'm doing, doing okay. Uh, <laughs> Time-wise, it will depend on how long I will try to find the English words to voice my opinions on, on situations. But uh, I'm, I'm a little bit frustrated, but I'm sure that after price discussion, we can get to it and explain why I might be a little bit miffed at uh, this point in time. Yeah. Yeah. I obviously had a little tip of the veil uh, shown to me. And um, yeah, interesting stuff for sure. As for me, I had a pretty long day. I'm already working for well over 12 hours. Uh, a lot of things going on with my other job. I won't show the coin this time. People will get mad. But um, a lot of things going on. Interesting times. Just came out of another meeting. That's why I'm still pretty heated um and this is going to be a heated episode as i stated earlier so um to just kick things off if you're okay with that boss yeah, yeah. then uh we're going into the the, the prize movement and uh, right and now we are looking at 136 euros and 90 cents euros dollars pounds it doesn't really that matter that much anymore um <laughs> ironically so looking yes. at the chart here this 24 hour we're seeing that we started around 138 and we're ending up eh, somewhere around 136 37 volume is rapidly declining we started off with 188 million uh, right now we're at 73 uh, we're gonna go to the seven day we're gonna see a very interesting wave happening at the volume so volume started out at about eh, 29 then it had a peak. Uh, that was on the 23rd, by the way. Then we had a peak at the 25th. Like I said, it's it's like waves, so it's not really a peak. It's very gradual, up to 87 million. And then we went to the 28th. Volume started climbing. Price peaked mm. 146 euros. And the volume kept rising up until the 28th uh, to 210 million. That's 10x of the volume uh, earlier this uh, that week give or take uh, an X, <laughs> which is really interesting. And now the, the volume is gradually decreasing again. So if this pattern continues, we can see a little bump here. If we go to the 14 days, this is not technical analysis. This is just me riding the waves, pun intended. And you can see a little volume spike here, going from, uh, from 20 up to the 40 range-ish. And then we get into the 80 range, and then we get into the 200 range. 
So again, if this persists, then the next wave will be a lot bigger, but we'll see. It's all just fucking drawing lines on the board. Um, interesting nonetheless, because we were at a hundred euros 14 days ago, and we're close to 150 at the moment. I read somewhere that the chart is coiling up and that means that what we see right here is that the, the volatility goes down a bit and everything goes a little bit quicker, whatever. Um, interesting times for sure. I'm waiting for an update actually, because today was supposed to be an update day. But if I remember correctly, the last update that we got was also on a Friday. So maybe they are on a Friday schedule once again. Today was Quant's birthday, was it not, uh, boss? Was that yesterday? I'm confused now because I saw Hungarian post a, a message today. To I actually retweeted Hungarian, so uh, I trust uh, Hungarian on this. Uh, I, I'm not even sure if I retweeted it today or yesterday, but as yeah. soon as I saw it, I was like, okay, well, uh, <laughs> I trust I that guy on that type of information. <laughs> yeah, 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 but I thought it was yesterday, but then we heard that it was today by Hungarian and I didn't even see Quant tweet about their birthday because their last, their last tweet was on the 28th of September. That was yesterday. And they tweeted on Corticon, they tweeted on the merge. All more interesting tweets than celebrating your own birthday. So I yeah, kind of celebrated their birthday every fucking year. Did they? Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. They, they at uh, least dedicated a tweet to it. Okay. Well, uh, uh, little companies, uh, little good companies grow up to be big companies, so maybe they don't really care anymore. Hmm. Uh, yeah. What is it? Seventh. Yeah, I suppose. Hmm. I, look, I wouldn't be super impressed when I saw a tweet like, uh, "Let's celebrate our seventh year in business" or whatever. Uh, it's it's not adding anything to me for me no but it does for Gilbert I mean even, like I said he's been tweeting every year thus far oh well maybe, maybe they'll do it tomorrow and they and they then then then, then give us treats in the form of remote connector gateways maybe we get some drunken birthday party tweets later tonight uh-huh. that, that'd be that'd be super amazing that'd be super amazing hey but yeah no Quant was, are you ready for uh, for digital assets? Let me share my screen again before we dive into the quant scan stuff. The meat and potatoes. Um, yeah, so so they're going to Cybos. Um, I'll be at Cybos as well uh, in the capacity of the company that shall not be named <laughs> with Galileo. And, and, and naturally, we will uh, also um, get information as the Quanty show. So, and we have a meeting with Gilbert, which is really interesting. There's a lot of overlaps. Um, so we're definitely going to meet them there. We also got a lot of invites for a lot of companies uh, that want to meet with us. A lot of them are general messages, some are more specific. Um, and a lot of those also um, are interesting for, for Quant as well, because there's um, a lot of shared interests. So waiting for an update. What do we expect? What are worth? What's some speculation? Buzz reminded me of this that uh, there was some chatter about avalanche wasn't it boss uh, yeah i i cannot remember where, where i saw it but there was something in council about circle and their usdc being multi-chain um, mm-hmm. and that there would be an avalanche integration as well as a bunch of other shitty blockchains and i call them shitty blockchains because i'm a quant moxie 
but they um, when you when you add sorry when you add all those up and you uh, you Google them that would then possibly be layer zero um, that, that supported all these um, blockchains. Then just a tech guy tweeted to the guy from Circle something, and then he was like, "Yeah, no, it, it's not only um, layer zero." which then fed the speculation to Avalanche because it's also an EVM or uh, uh, what's the language for Ethereum again? Solidity. Yeah, solid solidity, yeah. Yeah. So that but I think, I, I, I think they are fully EVM compatible. So uh, we'll see. Yeah. So what do you think? Boss? Are there chances that they're going to uh, integrate Avalanche into the... <laughs> for sure. If, if our, if our whole... whole um, pitch for quant is any to any then all these uh, integrations are inevitable right so um, can i see it happen sure do i think it's the most likely to be next eh, maybe uh, honestly i i am not super into the tea leaf reading to to figure out what will be the next chain to be added so uh, you mentioned that i that i told you that it might be avalanche tomorrow uh, I told you in a way like you did just now. I saw some chatter and I was like, oh, well, maybe. Uh, I don't really care because until I have release notes, uh, I cannot do anything with it. If I do get release notes and uh, some location and network data, I can quickly integrate it into uh, my little project and I can mess around with it and I can start reading about uh, uh, what Avalanche actually is because. You call yourself a quant maxi. Uh, I call my uh, attention span limited. So I am not just not reading about everything all the time. I just try to stay focused on what I am trying to do. And if stuff is added, I actually get more interested. And then I start reading about it. Today, I did read a little bit about uh, XTC and how it's like a mix between public and permissioned parts, mm -hmm. which is kind of interesting to me. Uh, but... Mm. Uh, very I'm only reading. <laughs> yeah, so but I'm only reading this like uh, uh, let's not call it after the uh, the fact, but after it's been integrated and I have some touch points with it, right? Because uh, I'm just not that guy that can read everything about all the things because I also get in love quickly. So if mm -hmm. I uh, see something interesting, I might consider spending some uh, of my investment money on it, and then. I just, I just don't want to overexpose myself to everything before yeah. I feel it's fellow. Yeah, I can feel that bandwidth is limited and it's very easy to get caught up in, in, in minutiae and novelty and, and just consuming uh, rudimentary information or information that is not applicable at this time um, and just waste a, a ton of resources that are otherwise better spent elsewhere. So I, I agree. Um Focused energy on what matters, for sure. Regardless, or at least to... at least to me, right? So uh, I'm not calling it not interesting, right? But it's not interesting really to me at this time. Yeah. No. Excuse me for uh, not nuancing it enough. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now, but I find it interesting that you uh, that you stated that 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 XTC is going the public permissioned uh, route that automatically 
made a light go on for me on Lagchain, which is obviously also this. Um, and since they're integrated since uh, a couple of months with uh, with Quant, um, interesting angle. Interesting angle for sure. Let the speculation ensue. <laughs> on QuantorScan, so um, where shall we begin? Oh, I forgot to take notes. Sorry, guys. Uh, no timestamps. Oopsie. Tim, where are you? Too late. Maybe I'll do it afterwards. <laughs> we'll see how I feel. Back to you. What are you, uh, Where do you want to begin? What is your beginning for this <clears throat> episode? Okay. Um, well, last week I was your guest in the Dutch episode. Yes. And then uh, at that time I had uh, quite a nice working prototype, I, I, I thought, and I wanted to show showcase uh, the project to your Dutch listeners. Mm-hmm. And at that time, uh, the test net of, of Overledger shit the better, right? So it yeah. really stopped working. Um, yeah. <laughs> I got a little bit annoyed that we had a, a, a interesting episode together. And actually, I was more worried for the reactions than uh, actually was needed because people were super understanding and like actually quite nice. So for sure. Uh, Okay, um, and uh, we talked in terms like second chances this week. Like it's my second yeah. chance, and I even heard the words uttered that I couldn't blame Overledger again. Um, and I'm not. I'm going to blame myself for being a goody two shoes because uh, a couple of days ago I, I thought, okay, it's almost time to uh, yeah. move my operation to mainnet. What what b- before you get there? Uh, for people that are not aware, um, if if we boil it all the way down, Boss has created QuantorScan. The link is in the description to this. Um, and QuantorScan is an MDAP, right, Boss? Sure. Well, yeah. Uh, mm, I, I'm not sure what the actual definition of MDAP would be. It's not living on different chains. It's being. It's able to talk to different chains. Uh, yeah. But I, I guess you have to I guess it is an MDAP yeah, on the sure, dashboard. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it, at Quant, it's registered as MDAP, and sure, it's an MDAP. Okay. Uh, and what it is is actually uh, uh, the the easiest way I could come uh, come up with to integrate uh, a few of the APIs to actually uh, have you and other people touch OVL because I've been in your show a couple of times and I've showed OVL via postman like luke did in oracle things and mm-hmm. but it just doesn't uh, click for people right it, it looks mm-hmm. like coding language and it looks like uh, request yeah. and response and people yeah. like color and people like pushing buttons and filling in their own uh, own stuff and and see, uh, see seeing results come out of it so yeah. uh, quantum scan is actually play on words from ether scan or ether scan i'm not sure what the pronunciation should be but it's actually like a super easy, uh, let's call it block explorer, but one that works with six different DLTs at this time. I integrated six of the supported ones. I could have done seven because, uh, oh, actually, I think I, yeah, okay, I could have done seven while I was on testnet and integrated the Hyperledger fabric thing. But for mainnet, I think I only can do six at this time. Um so I did. So uh, you're looking at a little video and then on the uh, on the 
uh, top right there will be some color blocks or whatever, some buttons that you can push and you can change between Ethereum, Polkadot, XTC, XRP, Polygon, Bitcoin. Um, and you can do simple searches, right? So you can fill in a block ID and you can fill in a transaction ID and you can do some uh, address scanning. As you see uh, on Bitcoin, you only have two buttons because one of the current limitations of uh, Overledger is that you cannot use Overledger to pull a Bitcoin address for its balance. It has to do probably with SegWit or what, whatever. Uh, let me know. Paul doesn't rent care. It. We don't care. <laughs> uh, I still Ish. care. I'm, I'm, I'm still a little bit annoyed about it even because I, 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 I feel like it should be there. But okay. Uh, they, they locked this as a feature request now uh, after I complained. Um, but but but, but um, if you play the video or if you can start it, you can see uh, me going to the different uh, uh, option to to go for Ethereum, and there you see an address ID button. But what I'm actually doing is uh, also polling Overledger for results from other EVM chains because this address exists across different chains, right? So the address exists on Ether of Ethereum, but also on Polygon and also on uh, XTC uh, Avalanche probably I didn't check but um, this is the first multi-chain example that I was able to integrate let's call it or like make available yeah so so I froze the screen at the end of the video and, and what you can see right now Boss pulled the request and he did it over three chains uh, on the right. same address and you can see for Ethereum you get an output of the account the account is obviously the same both on Polygon as well as XDC, um, but the holdings are, are, are significantly different. So the, the, the ETH address is holding at 3.49987, blah, 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 ETH. And the Polygon is holding 1.496, blah, 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 Matic, while the XDC account holds zero XDC. Um, so you can actually just pull this up in, in, in essentially one click, right, boss? Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, and honestly, uh, addresses aren't super interesting, right? But if we do the same thing for yeah. smart contracts that live across different chains, and you can uh, uh, monitor different of uh, uh, events of that smart contract, uh, because if something is interacting with a smart contract, it emits an event, like uh, an owner is added, or uh, uh, it it, it uh, closes an, an escrow or whatever. It, it it has an event emitted, right? So that you can uh, uh, re read it. And if you can read that stuff across train chains, that is pretty interesting when we are talking about potentially uh, ERC-20 coins, uh, QRC-20 coins and yes. QRC-721. Because right now, if you want to do a same call like Buzz did with his little MDAP, with his MDAP, not a little MDAP, with the, just an MDAP, let's respect the, the thing for what it is, then you'd have to go on both Etherscan, whatever Polygon scan, HTC scan is, who cares? And, and you have to paste in an address and you have to do a lot of actions and, and, and you cannot do that concurrently. And Buzz QuantaScan can. And again, it is not super impressive. It's not going to change the order of the universe. But it is a very good first step to, to show what the technology can do. And as Buzz stated, with QRC20, QRC721, this could get mighty interesting because then you can see, um, in my opinion, and maybe I'm misunderstanding the tech, let me know if I do, Buzz. But what you can then do 
is you can see how multi-chain tokens can just migrate between chains without a burn or mint uh, function. So um, now you have to bridge stuff. So it's getting minted on one and, and burned on the other. Um, and with QRC20, you can simply just send Ethereum to XDC and the balance just shifts, but the same amount of tokens uh, will remain. Do I explain that correctly, boss? Um, potentially, because we haven't seen it in practice, right? But th that 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 should be a fair assessment. Because if you have a, a, a multi-chain token in your total, um, yeah. what's the word for the total total tokens in in circulation? Your yeah. Uh, so whatever your total tokens is three thousand coins because you have three uh, different a thousand coins on three different chains, right? You can actually say, okay, I'm, I'm I'm sending 500 of them to Polygon. And then you just, in the smart contract, define, okay, there's only 500 left on this chain, right? Mm -hmm. But the, the tokens are then on the uh, on the Ethereum or whatever you send inside. I, yeah. I didn't think through this this example. But uh, so potentially that that is, is a way. Um, but to make clear what the Qantas camp project is for me at least it's uh something to um act on the community like spur the community to get involved with uh, yeah. anything uh quant related right it doesn't have to be my project but i hope it inspires people to start messing around with it a little bit or try to build your your, your systems uh, but also have somebody to ask something that actually tried messing uh, uh, with uh, OVL a little bit because at some point in the, in the last few months I started really missing the opportunity to talk to people about the actual tech side of things right so not like a f uh, analysis tech side of things but uh, like how does the API work uh, when do we get a response what does the standardized response look like all that stuff I think it's important to at some point have some examples going so people can get inspired and come up with a better idea than my um, eaters can rip off, right? Or like multi-chain blockchain. I'm not saying that I'm not also going to improve and iterate and try to make it a way more interesting product, but I want to do it with the community together, right? So I want to get um, <laughs> input and I want to get uh, support and I want to get, uh, it's not phrase right i don't need to people to clap for me but i sometimes do need some uh, motivation because it's an uphill battle and uh, uh, that's mostly due to my lack of knowledge but i'm quickly improving and learning um, and my experience is uh, outgrowing my knowledge already uh, reducing the, the, the overledger um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but honestly, uh, that's that's the um, main idea, right? Just have some something to show people because in my mind, we're talking too much about pie in the sky is not, not fair, but uh, we, we, we talk too much about things that might happen over fi in five years, but we can do stuff now. It might not be as cool as the stuff in five years, but it's also pretty cool already. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the the, the low hang, hanging fruit for community 
is doing research on the internet, finding quote unquote FA and, 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 and producing, sharing that and, and discussing it um, up to a certain depth or to a certain extent. Um, and and, and I, I think it's great that you are now championing um, interacting with, with, with what is actually already possible. And, 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 and you started with me, I think, in, in June of this year, uh, like Jarno. Are you interested in, in doing something on Overledger? And and we did. And I, I also find it really interesting. But we didn't get a lot of feedback and a lot of um well not really applause, but 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 praise or cheer or people engaging. And I know these words don't resonate per se with everybody, but uh, it gets the message across. Because people uh, find it difficult, people find it maybe not all that interesting. Um but it really is interesting and it really is important. And I think what you learned already and how you get people interested, motivated and, and activated also with, uh, with your NFT thing uh, for, your, uh, for your channel. And if you want to talk about this, that's why I'm keeping it fake. Um, I think that's really clever. I think that's really cool. Um, and th there's going to come good out of all of that. And the same I feel about your... Um, Tribulations with quant support. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, I just want, want to jump back a, a, a few steps and look at, at, at this because this reads, this is the quant website, quant.network slash product slash tokenize. And it's uh, the, the, the paragraph that's called digitalize any asset with ease. I'll just read the paragraph. I think that illustrates how I see that tokens can migrate across chains. So Tokenize solves this problem with its suite of smart contract templates designed by our expert and internally verified to the highest levels of security. Tokenize empowers you to create and deploy institutional grade tokens with ease and speed. Our accuracy smart contracts are blockchain agnostic and use standard specifications. So a single token can be deployed across multiple networks without the need to recode. To illustrate, although our accuracy 20 contracts when deployed on Ethereum, are compatible with ERC-20 contracts, the standard contract for digital currency, they have an edge. They can also be deployed directly on other chains, such as Hyperledger Fabric, where they behave identically. As each token is configured and created, the associated suite of APIs auto-deploy to support it, which makes the development and management of digital tokens simple and scalable to any business. And so you have then a choice for enterprise or developers, and then you can move around to integrate, et cetera. So what I read and see here is if I'm going to create a token, let's call it Laox or something like that. And um, in that process with, with just clicks, no coding required, I can choose which change I want to deploy this to. And if I choose to deploy it to Ethereum initially, uh, at later stages, you can add more. Or um, when they are live, accuracy 20, they can also migrate to these supported chains without a hitch. So in my opinion, from reading this, there's there's no mint or burn needed when transferring from one to another. But maybe I am just looking from, from, from too high and I'm filling in the gaps myself and it is not as clear as I make it out to be. What do you think, boss? Um, I don't know because I haven't seen it, but I think... And that regardless of the mechanism, you have to keep track of your balance in some some way or sh shape or form, right? So 
if mm-hmm. it's a bi- minting burning or um, changing uh, total availability of coins uh, in the smart contract or wh- whatever it doesn't really matter to me as long as it's super easy and it's um, uh, standardized across the different chain yeah. options and I think that's the only important part to me right if they're minting burning whatever uh, actually I reckon that it will be mostly minting burning at least in the let's call it initial stages um, we've talked before about how quant is a long-term uh, investment mm-hmm. but it's also a long-term technological project that will evolve over time and i'm quite sure that the team at quant has a lot of ideas that they want but they just not uh, they just can't do yet uh, due to whatever type of limitation again it's not really important but i'm sure that the version they have today is not the version that they want to have tomorrow or next year okay i agree i i do have a thesis okay so let's say we are talking uh, the change that you have all three the EVMs, so you have the, the Ethereum, the Polygon, and the XDC, and um, th- they have the, the the token smart contract on all three chains, customized to, to those three chains. If if I then send my tokens from Ethereum to those two other uh, chains, so I send a bunch to um, now. Let, let's keep it simple. Let's just send from Ethereum to uh, my XDC wallet. So across chains, can or can't the smart contract then automatically take care of this? Because you have to call the smart contract to send it. So that means that they, they could just adjust the balance on the chain you sent it from down whilst migrating it to the other chain and just um, changing that upwards. Is, is that then what, what they call atomic or is that then burn mint? Uh, how do you see that? Because this is far uh, beyond would, my comprehension. Probably also uh, beyond mine, but I would probably describe it more as a burn mint mechanism, but I don't think it's super mutual exclusive uh, when you look up the term uh, atomic swap. So uh, you, you can try and, and call it up on screen so we can... Uh, go to it to get together. But um, if you are uh, deploying uh, coin, uh, uh, whatever, uh, Pomfi coin, and you deploy it on Ethereum and you deploy it on XTC, you control both of the smart contracts involved. So you also control both of the mint burn mechanisms in, in that uh, smart contract. And if it's called mint burn, eh, probably, but uh, also, again, doesn't really matter. Um, here, uh, atomic swap is a separate uh, Here, without a third party's involvement. So, okay, so you are controlling both smart contracts. Uh, you don't need Uniswap or Kraken or whatever type of entity in between because you can control both of the uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, smart contracts involved. And don't forget, because if you now interact with a, a quant for some uh, some reason, you're sending a coin, you're spending it on a license or whatever, uh, you're interacting with a smart contract, right? Uh, you can look at it on Etherscan. I wish you could look at it on Quantascan, <laughs> uh, on but you can uh, look at uh, look it up on, on Etherscan if you do an interaction. The, the, the smart contract is defined in the interaction, right? Um, 
same here. So actually, I think you could define it as atomic swap. Uh, but is it not involving min burn? Uh, no, because it's still involving keeping track of your balance. Because it would be weird if you can send a thousand Yarno coins to a different chain and uh, the originating chain has, still has the same amount of Yarno coins available. That's pretty funny because I actually saw somebody that Pierre, Pierre actually created Yarno tokens today. Fucking joker. <laughs> for, our, uh, for our meeting that we have tomorrow. I was laughing my ass off. I was like, yeah, dude, I swapped all my Q&T for Yarno tokens. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm trying to here. Blah. I used the search function on the Quant website and, and typed in Atomic. Atomic, do you know that song by the Party Animals? Sure. Okay. Nakatomi or something, right? <laughs> no, 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 Party mm -hmm. Animals. Okay. Yeah. Uh, while ERC20 tokens, this is the Quant website, while ERC20 tokens are designed for deployment on the Ethereum network, the Ethereum network, QRC20 tokens will be blockchain agnostic and work across multiple distributed ledger technologies that can be implemented on-chain, public DLTs or off-chain, private DLTs, to enable complex operations between different DLT technologies, such as cross-chain atomic swaps and multi-ledger tokens. Overledger's DLT gateway uses an innovative and standardized REST API based on internet architecture and protocols to connect different DLTs and blockchains. Okay, so Boss, does this illustrate better what is going on behind the scenes? I think different words to describe the same thing. I think, actually, I think we covered it relatively well. Um, I think the, the important thing is that there should be a mechanism keeping track of which coins are where, right? And I think you shouldn't really get bogged down into details and, and terminology because the whole point of trying to utilize something like Overledger is that that stuff is abstracted away from you and you just say, I want to do something like uh, uh, have a coin that can exist on different uh, chains, deal with it. And they say, okay, pay us and we will deal with it for you. Um, so it's it's fun to talk about technical details, but as long as they're quite up in the air, it's also not super important as long as you um, re realize what the, the 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 basics should be. Right, you should know how many coins live where. Right, otherwise uh, uh, <laughs> you have a big problem. Yep, I agree. I agree. That's uh, one of the that's the double spend problem, isn't it? Uh, yeah, 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 sure. So um, back to 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 the counter scan. <laughs> you hear what I did there? Um, tell us did you, because we, did you call me Kant or what? No, I okay. wouldn't do that. I did. I wouldn't do that. Mm. I think <laughs> it's also. I think uh, as Dutch guys, we cannot use the words because. I think it's in some cultures way more offensive than, than we would interpret it. Quantiscan? Quantiscan uh, is okay, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, we were talking about this. We were talking about how, how XTC, Polygon, and Ethereum um, mutations occur. And 
this is boss is MDAP. Yeah, so go to the YouTube video, look it up. Uh, no timestamps yet. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. We'll see. It's, it's maybe my MDAP now, right? But I want to have it our MDAP, yeah? So like the community can get involved. You you said, I, I will keep your NFT thing fake. I'm not, uh, uh, how you call it, apologetic for it. I think it's fun to get people involved mm-hmm. to... Uh, allow them to, to not get a stake as in ownership or whatever, but take some some ownership in in the in the discussion and in the course and in uh, telling me that it looks like shit or what you can improve or help when it comes to texts or whatever. Because look, I'm a, not a one man band anymore because I already have a great guy Thomas that is super helpful uh, because. Um, well, I've been trying. I, I really cannot do everything uh, uh, within a reasonable time frame. So it's fun to have people uh, involved. And it's yeah. very nice to learn from other people. But uh, ever since I actually launched the uh, the option to, to, to be involved a little bit more, there has been super interesting discussions already and super interesting use cases being discussed already. And I actually today... I uh, uh, got a message from a guy um, that used to be on the Telegram and found me via Twitter. And he was like, yo, I was building something super cool last year, but I was busy uh, dating a girl. And now I I, I forgot about it a little bit, but uh, yo, I'm getting more hyped uh, already. Uh, He actually used some different terms, but it covers like a nice example, right? It's fun to see people in, in involved that way because I think only good can come out of it um, and we can together maybe understand also a little bit more uh, how how things are working because while it's e- not it's not easy because uh, <laughs> go try it uh, but uh, oh. while it's <laughs> relatively That'd basic right uh, no, but while the, the, the current uh, implementations and iteration is pretty basic, it still is exactly how every MDAP will work. You you need to, to, to read data from different DLTs, from different sources, and you need to potentially write data to different sources. And that's about it. It's, it, it's, it sounds a little bit shitty to dumb it down, but everything is just... Uh, 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 a, a yes/no thing, right? It's a if-then sta- statement. If this happens, then you can do that. Uh, uh, the, the next thing, and you can make it super complicated by having, like, uh, well, you can make it super complicated. I don't need to explain, but in essence, you always can bring something down to if this, then that. Otherwise, a computer cannot handle it. Then you need uh, people involved, and yeah. Uh, Sometimes yeah, most it's important. people are binary, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah. uh, uh, so when people, uh, and not a lot of people do, but when people dismiss this idea, like oh, it's not interesting enough because it's not doing 70 types of atomic swaps and uh, uh, arbitrage across different contracts or whatever, um, that is valid to a point, but it's also just a more intricate uh, yeah. implementation of the stuff that I am doing right now. It, it, it's the same, it's just more. Exactly. So now it's fun to get involved and learn with me uh, or or just cheer me on. You can spend your money on an NFT and not do anything with it. It's also okay. I'm happy that you find it fun. Show me a live demo. 
Let's go. No. Why not? Uh, again, I was a little bit too uh, much of an honest guy. Um, so a, a few days ago, I reached the point that I could take my operation to uh, mainnet, eh? move away from the test nets. Um, and I started um, doing the preparations for it uh, because uh, <laughs> my my code started with like six lines or seven lines, but now it's a thousand, a thousands of lines. It's like 72 different files and all contain 30 or more lines. So but please forget is it. But is it over 9,000 or not? Uh, over how much? 9,000? <laughs> no, I, I, actually, I don't know. Uh, uh, I, I don't if I was big boy, probably. I would have Vegeta in screen right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't watch that guy. So, no. um, jokes. Uh, but uh, moving is, is is not super involved because actually it was sort of easy to to make the preparations to move away from testnet to mainnet. But during those preparations, I also test some stuff in Postman, uh, stuff that we've uh, uh, shown before, right on the show. The, mm -hmm. the, the mock-up API thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> I actually uh, hit send at some point and I got oh, back no. a response from Overledger. But at that time, I didn't pay for my, I didn't, uh, uh, how you call it, renewed my license for mainnet yet. So that was an unexpected result. I expected to get uh, either your incoming token is not valid, you're not authorized for this endpoint because uh, you and me have seen that in in practice that that, that mm -hmm. response you, you can get it's just uh, expired you need to get a new token mm -hmm. or you get uh, your response uh, uh, hi boss you asked for uh, whatever transaction idea the uh, and here is the resulting uh, uh, response for that transaction id and i actually got back a valid response and i was like wait a minute that's a little bit against my expectation so I started testing a little bit more and I noticed that I didn't need a license for mainnet to interact with overledger mainnet. Public mainnet, uh, yeah. Public, yeah. yeah public, and that's yeah. pretty interesting because Gilbert said, I challenge anyone to come up with a transaction hash or something from mm -hmm. somebody who did not pay Q&T. For the use Ex of, of mainnet. Yeah, and, and he included you need a license and you need to pay fees. And a couple of months ago, I already interpreted like a little girl, or not a girl, uh, uh, 2022, like a, <laughs> like a little Dutch guy that I was like, okay, if you challenge me, I will try. Um, and so uh, you and me together uh, pushed through some overledger transactions uh, without paying fees. I already thought at that time that was against the the message in main. So I uh, and or, or again we we uh, sent it in as like a, a report to to Quant. And after like ten days, we got back a response with oh, okay, yeah, well they will be enabled in the future. The fees, but um, we also discussed this with our friends and uh, among ourselves and. The, the consensus was, well, guys, you paid for your license in Q&T. So if you're 
uh, nice about it, you can uh, still give Gil the benefit of the doubt here, right? Like he is not uh, misrepresenting the, the truth here. Um, not sure if I agree still, but again, uh, whatever. But we tried this this thing before in, in the past. What we yeah, 59 uh, didn't... days and six hours ago. Yeah, so two months ago. Yeah, uh, you can see this here. So, so, so we did some, some tra transactions without paying Q&T fees, right? Okay, fair enough, but we paid, or, or you uh, spent your money uh, even before that time, right? You, you just instantly bought your main net license when the option became available in March, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I didn't because I'm, I'm cheap. Uh, uh, and uh, I, I was doing the preparations to, to, to do it because uh, I wanted to do uh, uh, to, to get the uh, how you call it uh, the domain net license, uh, but but my transaction went through. But uh, uh, I've been filing a lot of bug reports with Quant because Overledger, Testnet, and Mainnet have a few um, reliability issues and oddities, and mostly just reliability issues that. The, the documentation that is available is all pretty nice, but if you follow the steps, you don't get uh, results because it's not working uh, a lot of the time. And what you do as a developer, you file a bug report and you tell people or like the, the company, okay, I did this, this is my code or this is my example. You can replicate it like this and um, well, let me know. So I, I'm been, I've been filing a lot of those mm -hmm. uh, with Quant uh, yeah. at I, any I, given how time. Many, how many do you have active right now? I have 10 open tickets right now. And that's pretty, that's large number in my mind. And what are the bug reports about? Curious. And, and people, please, um, please, please, please be aware that the enterprise and the public version are two different animals we believe to be. Uh, we've discussed this in Dutch a wee bit. Um, but with the current iteration of public OVN, if, if that were similar to enterprise, it would not be on the UK Gov marketplace, Oracle, SIA, etc. I hope that is absolutely positively um, clear, right? Mm, uh, that, that is totally our assumption. Yeah, so that there is yeah. a different instance of overledger. <laughs> That is, uh, it should be more reliable, yeah. uh, but also maybe has a whole different type of feature set. Uh, but I also want to make uh, uh, super clear that the, the release notes that we are reading every two weeks are actually touching the stuff that I am using, right? There might be a lot of parallels and, and concurrent development across those, uh, the, those instances, but uh, the documentation that you can find by uh, going to docs.overledger.io or to the GitHub or reading anything on quant.network um, is is touching the stuff that is available and that we consider to be public testnet or public mainnet, right? Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, okay, I have 10 open tickets. Um, but a few days ago, I didn't have 10, I have like six or whatever, and I, I ran into the, to the issue that I didn't have a valid license or active license, and I was still uh, dicking around on mainnet, right? Uh, uh, being a little bit annoyed with, with that unexpected result, because it's, uh, 
well, it's also nice that you get expected results because that's easier to build things, right? Um, yeah. Uh, it took like a, let, let's call it a half an hour, an hour before I decided, okay, well, uh, another bug report. Uh, let's go. Uh, so I, I told Quant uh, and I sent him an email. And today, like four days later, uh, uh, let's be fair, I also put Quant scan online because the price was running up. I ran my big mouth on Twitter and I was like, if it hits 130, I'm moving my shit to mainnet. Uh, let's go. <laughs> and people <laughs> were like super happy. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yo, and I am actually super happy about it eh? because now uh, uh, I think maybe close to 2,000 people uh, already tried it, right? Or like looked at it in like three days, opened it, put some transactions through the system and they touched over Ledger for the first time really well to me that's fun right because yeah. you get a lot of responses and people some some people don't really uh, uh, see the value in it but it's also okay at least they they've been involved in some sort of form um mm -hmm. uh, okay so i uh, uh, i sent in the bug report i have my my, my stuff working uh, uh, on quantascan.com i i put it online i i put a disclaimer in front of it saying you know this will only be online for a couple of days because I need to, or we need to build a lot more things before it's ready, right? If you have a, a publicly available website, you need a cookie policy and all that kind of stuff, right? This is just, uh, I'm not logging anything. Let's go. If you want to push the button, push the button, be happy about it, right? But also don't come at me if you see my dumb spelling mistakes or, or do come at me, but uh, have some understanding. This is mostly just placeholder stuff. Come on, um, bro. But it was fun because a lot of people used it. I got a lot of responses. I got some supporters going, right? Uh, NFT sales, but also just people reaching out like, yo, uh, NFTs are not my thing, but can I be involved? And of course you can be involved. So it's super fun. And also I got a response uh, this morning from Quant. Uh, and honestly, every time my email dings, like 60%, I wish, like 5% of the time, it's a quant response, right? Because I have a lot of open tickets and I also have a lot of closed tickets by now, right? Solved issues. Mm -hmm. And so this morning, I was actually in the supermarket. Uh, my headphone dinged because I have a notification only if quant or uh, my partner buying? emails me. Uh, I don't know, actually. Oh, uh, strawberries. Right? Strawberries. We're going in-depth over that. With cream? <laughs> nope. Okay. I'm already a fat bastard. Um, so, <laughs> no, I'm no, the coder. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking like it currently. Sorry uh, <laughs> about that. That's terrible. No, no, no. Okay. I, I get, I, I get this thing. So, 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 I, so I opened the thing and it was about subscription issues that I have going on with uh, a different book report. Okay, okay. Well, I think, okay, that I can read like 10 minutes later, right? When I'm back home. But I also get a second ding quickly. <laughs> so then I'm still like a dick using my phone in the supermarket. And uh, I actually will pull it up so I can read to you my response of uh, a response I received. And I uh, got the following response. Hi, boss. Thank you for reaching out. I've consulted your concern. Of, uh, yeah, I've consulted your concern with one of our teams. And they said that some of the endpoints can be used for free, which means they work without an active license. I'm going to close this ticket now. 
However, if you have any additional questions or concerns, feel free to reopen it. I promise you, within <laughs> 60 seconds, I reopened this ticket with a message. Are you sure? Because I've tested not all, but a lot of the endpoints, including sending transactions through the system. So you had an example of two months ago. I have an example of whatever, 48 hours ago or whatever, a few days ago, right? Can you please give me an example of an endpoint that requires an active license? And what did so they I, say? They said nothing to me. Oh. So I did not get any response um, on that reopening of the ticket. But around four o'clock, somebody, of not even my supporters, <laughs> but somebody reached out to me. I said, hey, man, I checked out your website because I had it in my list to do of things to check out today. And... Uh, it's not giving me back any results. And I was like, God damn it, shit, uh, whatever. Sometimes overledgers get super reliable or maybe it's <laughs> my fault, right? Because uh, obviously I can also break things. But at that point, I was not uh, uh, messing with the code or anything. So I was like, okay, well, let's check the server. Let's check the logs. Let's see, what, let's see what's happening. And with logs, again, I mean, is it online? Because I'm not logging anything because I still need to Google how to do it. <laughs> because uh-huh. I'm... I'm learning on the fly, my guys. Um, uh, and I didn't uh, see anything wrong on my side uh, real real fast, right? So I, I went into uh, Postman again. They should sponsor me, actually. Uh, but I went into Postman and, and I sent some requests with my uh, newly generated bearer token. And I got back the response. I can do it right now. You are not authorized to access Overledger because your license has either expired or is invalid. I'm sorry, but that's a dick move. If you <laughs> no, but if you fix if you fix your shit, right? If I if I tell you your your system is not checking or whatever, and you come back at me like, oh, no, no, I discussed it with uh, one of our teams and this is expected. I, I respond to you, well, okay, are you sure? Okay, turns out you're not super sure and uh, you, you go discuss and then you kind of fix it or whatever, you fix it, but you don't tell me. And then it's the only thing that is publicly available currently for people to touch Overledger, you, 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 you take it offline. Um, without telling me, I, uh, well, I, I, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm a little bit annoyed by it because also I am filing not one, I'm filing three, four, five bug reports, sometimes daily more than one, uh, whatever. Uh, I'm doing all your testing for free, right? I am working pretty much full time for the f- last few months to, to get this stuff working. A lot of time is wasted because I'm not super knowledgeable. But when I send you a bug report, I send it in a in a format that you ask me to send it. You uh, discuss with me, uh, and uh, I, I'm being uh, like the nice guy here doing your testing on Overledger and and telling you when we run into problems. Super basic problems, by the way, right? I'm not doing like crazy multi-chain atomic swaps, whatever. I'm doing the most basic stuff I can I can come up with including uh, whatever trying to pull an address uh, without an active license because 
yeah. whatever. Uh, so, um, well, honestly, I, I consider that like a shit move. Um, but uh, also, I started uh, immediately swapping some WE to the right chain and whatever because eh, uh, crypto is shitty like that. Uh, and I purchased my uh, uh, mainnet license. I think, wait, I can see it maybe. Uh, is it this one? So refresh. So five hours ago. A little over five hours ago. Uh, so uh, again, as soon as somebody told me, I started the um, the, the steps to get my quant uh, or swap to some quant because I don't like spending my quant. So I, if I need to spend quant, I buy more quant. <laughs> mm. uh, because then I feel like still married to my bag. Um, uh, I am boss. But... I'm a quant addict. Yeah. Well... Hi, boss. <laughs> I think uh, a lot of people can recognize that stuff, right? Mm. But uh, honestly, I'm being sort of nice about it. But this this afternoon, man, I, this is this is not fun for me, right? And uh, it's it's fun if you can find a bug report or a bug when it's like uh, the exception. But if you are like constantly telling them that it's shit and not working, yeah. um, that that's not super fun. But if they uh, uh, do you like this? It's it's really really not fun because actually they they just emailed me from no don't worry about it our team think it's fine. I could have also uh, at that point thought okay that's fine, but I was like yo are you sure? Because maybe you rem- I didn't tell them right but maybe you remember the Carlo Calista thing. Mm. Uh, not everybody is sure all the time, right? So mm. I was like, wait, wait, wait. But, okay, uh, so at this time, I cannot show you anything because uh, I refuse to go back to mainnet uh, to to do the to put in the work tonight and then change back to, 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 uh, to testnet and then change back to mainnet tomorrow because I spent 125 euros in quant today to get your uh, uh, mainnet license and I'm not counting fees. I, I think it's a shit move, man. And I am... I'm actually properly annoyed by it. Yeah, I can't remember because we were, when we were prepping for the episode, his language was not as nuanced as it is right now. Uh, uh, <laughs> Come on, boss. You can show some emotion, man. You're working fucking hard for this. And uh, mm. I, uh, I mean, we, we also spoke in text. We spoke on the phone um, a couple of times last uh, last week. And... It's it's it, it's almost unfair, and I know that this is a little bit childish to say, but um, it, it, it's unfair. <laughs> it's just shit. Uh, it, it is it, it is frustrating uh, uh, to say the least, right? And uh, uh, again, I'm not like super pushing this NFT thing, right? But I. Uh, this support uh, or support <laughs> yeah, for me it's acting as a support group currently <laughs> but yeah, you guys are also my conscience right it's not uh, but I also need an outlet because it's um, uh, also pretty interesting for people to know that if you ask me okay how can you uh, show your Q&T license when you pull your uh, 
uh, your Ethereum address, I can tell you, okay, man, uh, we can use this version of, not this version, but this feature of uh, uh, Overledger to uh, define the smart contract, the quant smart contract that we need to interact with and we need to pass it data uh, like the address you're looking for. And then, okay, uh, if we can ba- we get back uh, a standardized response from Overledger, we can print it out on the website, right? We can put a little uh, text in front of us and we call it QNT, uh, double punt. I'm not sure what the, the English term is for it, but we put some uh, double dots and then it's we a, print it's out. It's a colon. It's a colon. colon. Oh yeah, colon. Yeah. Uh, uh, so no, it's it, your colon. Your colon. That's your intestines. Where you're. Well, it still feels like shit. Are, so uh, it's a colon. No, it's colon to me, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because it's shit now. Man. No, you need but, a colonoscopy, dude. No, but uh, no, I want no, a but, semi-colonoscopy. But to be fair, that is actually how uh, development of at least Qantas can is working. Eh? People ask, okay, let's go. Can we can we show QNT on the website? Like how much QNT and address holds? Okay, oh, let's work on it. But then if I run into an issue, then I think it's also fun that people can see, okay, uh, he tried. We, uh, not super functional right now. Uh, he filed a bug report. And I share that information, right? That is the type of stuff that you might find in in, in, in the token-gated uh, little chat. And also, I ask for a lot of help when it comes to spelling and whatever. Um, but um, it, like I said, it, it's acting as a, a, a support group for me currently. Because today, again, this feels pretty shitty, right? Because I, I would much rather show you how it was working the last couple of days. You can... Uh, click on all kinds of transactions you could could spend like a half an hour just clicking around not that it's like super cool but you can just put in like a block id and just follow some transactions across chains and because you sometimes get a a a multi-chain result that an an address is existing across chains with uh i i was quite uh, intrigued at times right you you push a random address because i'm testing a lot of course and then you see, okay, this this address holds like uh, 200 uh, ETH and um, a million uh, Matic. Turns out, okay, it's the, the Uniswap uh, address, right? Uh, by accident, mm. I, I st- stumbled upon it, right? Uh, but but not right now because um, yeah, I, I I paid for my license, but their system is um, <laughs> not governed by any type of smart contract. It seems somebody manually has to allow me back in it seems uh, which again a little bit frustrated about it <laughs> yeah I, I can imagine man and um it's uh it's just shit if you put in a lot of work you try to make things work uh, no good deed goes unpunished um but yeah that there's there's probably good reasons for it <laughs> <laughs> no, not trying to sugarcoat it. It's, it's just plain shit. And I can remember when we were working this last June, um, July. It's 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 long. It's a long time waiting for something so exciting. If somebody found uh, the the Easter egg that I hid in the video, well, it's not really an Easter egg, but we're, we weren't talking about it. We were really curious because we shared this with a ton of people and nobody responded and we shared it with 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 quant as well and nobody got back to us until fucking weeks and then it's waiting a long time because you're just on hold you know you're 
you're trying to create something, you're doing something and you're stuck because you don't know why, because it's probably a bug and you, you need their response or their feedback. And if that then takes like 10 business days, that, that's to me just disgusting. Yeah, but, but, but yeah, yeah, it, it, it is just that. Yeah. No, what Maybe. do you want to say? No, no, no? no not quite. Not quite sure. I lost my train of thought. It, um, so it starts to feel like an uphill battle at uh, at that time, right? Because um, as as you know, I have a lot of open tickets currently, mm-hmm. but I also have been in situations that we have like a big uh, back and forth over email, and then you. You add some things and some things get fixed. And uh, at some point you don't get your uh, complete overview anymore, but they feel confident and and, and like uh, allowed is not the correct term, I, I guess, but they feel like it's their place to ask me, okay, uh, boss, can you split this into whatever many requests with new logs and so we can work through them one by one. Uh, do you want to do more work for us for free? Uh, uh, dude and I, I and i and i'm like okay give me 30 minutes i will send you an example of a a, a, a a new bug report in the system you've described to me and then you keep me waiting for oh no no sorry and then i i say okay i, I will send you this in 30 minutes let me know if that's the format you prefer and works for you is valuable to you because i'm putting in the work it might as well be valuable to you right like uh, actionable and usable and i ask uh, let me do one get back at me if this is okay and then i will do the the different whatever seven at that time or five or it doesn't really matter right uh, i put in another five times the half an hour to do it and then you keep me waiting for like five business days again without any response right not this is okay this is uh still shit or can you change whatever no you don't tell me anything so you know i'm dutch so i'm i'm pretty direct with this stuff so i just email like i feel disrespected if you don't respect my time I, i'm i'm also totally fine not finding book reports right uh, okay yeah whatever you prefer uh and then i get yeah. oh, okay sorry, sorry whatever um and that's not to shit on support because I, I'm sure everybody is doing the best to their ability, but I am starting to build up a report with you, right? Some reputation. And I, uh, I, I do what you ask and I, and I deliver, right? And as soon as I run into new bugs, I file them and I tell you that's not working. But if you do me like this today, that you send me an initial response after four days, that mainnet licenses aren't even needed, right? Which is like totally against the whole communication of quant. Then I respond back, are you sure? And then you come to the same conclusion as I did and and fix it for some reason, but don't tell me. What the fuck, man? I, I, Dude, that's just no fun because I didn't go shouting on Twitter, right? I could have, now I have like 1,500, 2,000 visitors, whatever to the, to the quanta scan thing. How much? How many visitors would would I have had if I launched it with, hey, look at this mainnet MDAP that isn't paying for shit, isn't paying in fees, isn't paying in licenses. But I, I, I'm not doing that type of stuff. I, I'm just being little goody two shoes, finding a bug report, and and sure, I share it with 
uh, yeah. with you, right? And with whatever. Because also, uh, I'm not a one-man show anymore, right? So I, I need to voice my opinion somehow. But I'm not doing it on Twitter. I'm not doing it in, in Quampy Lounge. I'm not doing it Oh, you're going whatever. on a Quampy show. That's maybe even worse. Yeah, Most well... advice and trashy uh, show on the internet. No, but... Play, yeah, no, no, but it, play it stupid time. games, win stupid prizes. If you, yeah. if you do me like this, well, okay. Uh, again, I'm a little bit annoyed and it's coming out. Yeah, no, it's fine, and um, we we discussed this, and and please, people do understand that um, Quant is doing a lot of things, and they have a lot of priorities, um, but but this is just no way to manage a community, and I agree with this, and and this is not bearish or bullish or whatever you want to call it. There are always people going to label this, and there might be people trying to um, rip this out of proportion. Um, but this is a thing. I mean, there are people wanting to work for them for free on their products, testing it, doing exactly what they asked. And yes, this is the Quamfi show and we are still Quamfi. But 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 Quant is is repeatedly not um respecting their community and not respecting um people's time and, and what people are doing. And and, and that is that is shameful. I have personally no horse in this race. I mean, I filed a bunch of bug reports. I, 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 I got answers. I found things on the website. They were always thankful. They responded within 10 business days. And for a pleb like me pointing out uh, a typo on a website, yes, it's sloppy. I'm happy to get a response. Okay? As a community member, I'm happy to get that. But for somebody that's building up a report like, like Boss is doing, that's doing the work, uh, yeah, this 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 is your garbage, and I can understand, boss, very much. I don't want to come off as an entitled, right? Because I I don't think of myself no. as important, and I think most people that know me, especially from the community that are like sideways or in whatever shape involved, they know that I try to be humble about all this stuff. So mm. I'm not expecting them to to call me, right, or to. Uh, 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 respond to me in like 30 minutes or whatever but the, the there is like a, a, a range of what is uh, uh, possible outcomes and I'm I'm quite annoyed at how far on the on the wrong side of that range they they they, they are treating me without coming off as entitled I hope because again I am the least important of their business partners, but also just trying to uh, call me community is also shit, right? Because I, I have a company. I, uh, I've probably have done uh, more um, uh, turnover than uh, a lot of the startups that are trying to get involved with whatever they are trying to do. Uh, 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 so just, uh, 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 calling me a, a, a community guy or whatever is also a little disingenuous and uh, misrepresenting the, the situation, I, I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. 100%. 100%. So, <laughs> are, 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 are you done? <laughs> yeah, I, I try to. Uh, for now, I, I know I repeat myself often. It's my nah, character. It's it, it's okay. I, I I can understand, like I said. And um, I have a very interesting title that I uh, think I'm going to use for this video. Um, but, uh, can I know? <laughs> nah, we'll see. Yeah, no, I'll let you know. I'm joking, joking, joking. Anyway, are you okay with moving on to something you love as well? 
Uh, CBDCs? Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, that, let, let's, let's have a quick look at this. Um, so the EU Commission will table legislation for potential digital euro, hashtag CBDC, in 2023. At ECB Lagarde weighs in on wholesale CBDC. And at Banque de France, Governor outlines the next three wholesale CBDC experiments. Uh, this is interesting, I think, um, because it is regulation and because it is Europe and, well, it's CBDCs and everybody has something to say about this, whether they understand it or not. Um, more details about a possible wholesale digital euro. I, I, I love this. We're not, we're not going to go through the entire article. The link is in the description. I will remember to do this at least. And um, it, it, it starts with a quote. Is this, is this an article? Let me see. No. This is, if commercial banks expect distributed ledger technology to be part of improved payment infrastructure, then we should certainly be open to it and be prepared to endorse distributed ledger technology as part of this infrastructure mechanism, said European Central Bank President Christine Lagarde. And um, this is this is this is interesting. Why? Because the language is slowly but surely changing. Um, they are still going. Eh, maybe we'll see. We're not absolutely sure. Um, but yeah, everybody is watching this show. Is pretty much in the know that, that that CBDCs are inevitable in any way, shape, or form, and they are just figuring out all the the nuances, right, boss? Uh, no. I, I, no, I agree. I agree. I, I think the distributed ledger technology unlocks more efficient routes for uh, solving the same problem that they're now sort of solving with what we considered to be legacy systems and mm-hmm. uh, while not totally fleshed out i think it's inevitable that this more efficient system will win out in the long run uh, yeah. but uh, as it goes and and uh, let's be honest luckily so with this type of thing your money and and stuff like that uh, there's a lot of things to consider. There's a lot of stakeholders. There's also quite a few clearing houses and stuff like that. They're pretty worried about a big leap in efficiency and, and speed and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, uh, yeah. big comp- not big enti- let's call them big entities that pay big lobbying money. Um, all, all those things are, uh, and has yeah. been in play for the for the last couple of years, but we're yeah. seeing some results, right? I think it was actually Kraken that that started the first lobbying in in the U.S. like with serious money, and you can uh, have opinion and I and I have opinions about the people involved there, but at least there is being uh, let's let's call it counter lobbying to the lobbying that has been done by the current stakeholders and yeah. all. Um, with their, their own goals and, uh, and and outlooks on, on, on things. But in essence, DLT is just a better solution, especially in time for record keeping and for, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, it's just a fancy database anyway. So, yeah, it's just holding of records. I mean, a ledger is technically, and then that's we call it a groot book. It's actually just a, a, a thing where you hold in all your receipts 
and all the IOUs and all those things. That's essentially <laughs> what money is. And um, but like I said, oh shit, the language is changing. So what you see here is uh, the central uh, French central bank governor observed this time could come sooner than expected with the upcoming entry into application of the so-called European pilot regime in early 2023. This new regulation offers a unique opportunity for the euro system. Um, yeah, so so even though the language is, is pivoting quite a bit, but they're still, ah, we're not sure. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, because almost all narratives, well, that's not entirely true. Most retail narratives that I see, they're all um, out of fear, out of uncertainty. And as a response, you could, we see a lot of formal uh, communications about how much optionality we have for privacy. It was a very interesting uh, document by the Digital Pound Foundation, or at least a link, I can't remember which. can be bothered to look it up right now. Um, but that was a very nuanced uh, discussion about what we can do to preserve anonymity to a degree. Um, and that evolved eventually into, okay, anonymity is not possible. It's also not desirable for a plethora of reasons. Same as that, even if you get cash from a cash machine, it's not anonymity. Your cash is not anonymous. The cash that gets into your bank account, you are KYC at your bank, whichever way you spin it. But there can be privacy. And, and, and what, what they want and need to figure out right now is, okay, how are we tying identity to wallets? And how are we tying money and, and spending habits and, 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 and record keeping? Um, how are we tying that to some form of, of privacy? Are, are, are you getting multiple wallets? Do you have certain amounts uh, that you, quote unquote, are allowed to spend? And, and this is what scares a lot of people because we're talking control here. And, and, and there's obviously a lot of um, feelings going around about that. And I know Buzz also has some. Do you want to dive into this? You're like, no, nah, fuck this shit. I'm tired. Let's, uh, let's, let's stop. Be honest. Uh, sorry, I changed my uh, layout of the screen and I, I pinned myself in Zoom. So I, I needed to find the mute button again. Uh, look, I have some wor worries about potential integrations of CBDCs, right? Um, but let's be fair, I have worries about every possible implement implementation of new technology or whatever. Um, so it's not really different to me than any other solution in, in that regard. Earmarked money and stuff like that is worrisome to me when uh, implemented badly. But so is everything that is implemented badly. So uh, it's all worrisome to me. Yeah. Um, so, but, but it's also easy to develop blind spots for for, for this type of thing. So I, I still feel it's like important and valid to uh, sometimes point out the potential uh, pitfalls of, of this type of stuff. Um, but it doesn't mean that I am flat out against it. It is one of the uh, lesser interesting inter possible um, use cases of uh, DLTs to me, right? I rather talk about, uh, is it EPSI, like the European identity uh, system, or how you can unlock and... Uh, uh, your your uh, like, connection is really bad right now. 
shit. Is it already better? Yeah, it's still uh, semi robot You're still understandable, or we can still hear you, but you're distorted. Yeah, so it's, it's proof that if you shit on CBDCs, you'll get disconnected from the internet. Um, mm. <laughs> no, I joke. Uh, no, but uh, I think there, there are more interesting uh, uh, in, uh, uh, solutions uh, with DLTs that uh, have my attention uh, uh, and imagination more, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Having, in, let's say, cross-country um, uh, diplomas and certificates or uh, that, that type of stuff to me is a little bit more fun to think about than worrying about CBDCs. But Again, I think uh, they are inevitable. Boss, that was an excellent conclusion to this show. Overledger, Quant Network is inevitable. We will dominate everything through gateways, which are coming soon (laughs) to a VPS near you. And um, I loved having you here, man. Did you, do, do, do you feel content in blowing off steam without going on a tangent? Uh, I hope I didn't go on a, a tangent, but uh, yeah, well, yeah. Good. But, but I, let's be fair, it would be more fun to show it working, man. In the future, when you got finally approved to use Overledger Mainnet, we will um, probably see you again for, uh, for another demo. Maybe a live demo. Maybe you have some new functionality by then. In the meantime, do you want to plug anything? Do you want people to have a certain link or people to, to look you up or, or, or whatnot? Obviously, um, the Twitter of Boss at QuanterScan. So that's with a Q, U-A-N-T-E-R-S-C-A-N is on the Twitter and you can find them in the description. And anything Yeah, else, and Boss? people can reach out on Twitter or Telegram or uh, uh, whatever they prefer. They can send me an email, quantascan at gmail.com. I would love to get people involved and also answer any questions you might have because that's part of the fun for me. I spend a, a lot of time understanding this stuff and uh, I did the same thing in, in, in DevJet and as soon as I gained some understanding on a topic, I, I want to share that, that knowledge, but there wasn't uh, too much to share anymore in DevJet because oh, well, uh, uh, gateways are on, on hold or whatever. So Dude. now this is my outlet uh, 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 to share and to spend my energy uh, on Quant, right? So reach out. I would love to get you involved. All right. Thank you so much, Boss, for being on the show. Everybody, thank you very much for watching. I'll try and be a little bit more rested next week. Next week, Tim will be here again. Um, maybe we'll get an interesting update in the coming days. We'll see. We're keeping an eye on price. Please subscribe, like, follow us everywhere. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think. And maybe if you have suggestions for the show, maybe potential guests, do not hesitate to drop us a message. can be on Telegram, can be obviously on YouTube. Um, For now, I am done. And uh, all I have left is to say, stay comfy. I will see you in the next one. Cheers. Bye-bye.